0: five four three two and one ladies and gentlemen welcome back seven circles my name is John. i'm so happy and thankful to have you guys here if you haven't done so go ahead and hit that subscribe button hit the like button pass it around on today's program i have malcolm jackson malcolm is a content creator all over here in the bay area chilling here to give us some good information and bless us with his presence malcolm welcome to the show how you doing today
1: Good, man. You said bless me your presence, man. I feel so, so special, man. <laughs> wow. Such an introduction. But uh no, I'm doing good, man. I had a solid day. I'm chilling. It's living, living life. It's a beautiful night. I'm good. Good. How about you?
0: I'm doing excellent, man. Welcome to 21, man. 2021. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I kind of want to hop into this. I got a lot of questions for you. First and foremost, mm-hmm. I want to know right off the bat, what did 2020 mean to you on a personal note?
1: That's a good question. That's a great question, actually. Um, 2020, I actually feel kind of guilty about this, but 2020 mm-hmm. was actually, I mean, up until the last, I'll say December, it was literally like the last two weeks of 2020, pretty bad, pretty crazy. But really, a lot of 2020 was really good to me because I got to it gave me a, a lot of opportunity to look at myself and do a lot of self-reflecting, you know what I mean? I do. And a lot of, um, you know, almost like soul searching, I would say. And so it gave me a lot of time to look at myself and what I wanted out of life. And it gave me a lot of time to get into some new opportunities and to really, you know, dive into myself. So I thought for me, it was like, it was something that really was like a representation of like, really be expect the unexpected, you know what I mean? And like to always, to never get too complacent, you know, that was a big thing for me from
0: 2020. You know? mm, okay. Beautiful. So um I wanted to have you on the program, man. You're doing some great things out there in the community. I really, really like it. I vibe with it. I dig it. Um I know you interviewed some um great people. I think you had a small clip that I watched with you and the guy named was Bob McColl, if I'm not um um mm-hmm. wrong. He was uh with the Black Panther Party back in the days. Mm-hmm. Um I know I, I know you also worked with um what was it? Uh what was the football team? The um the Raiders. Yeah, the, thank you. Yeah, yeah. The, the Raiders. Yeah, um, yeah, so
1: I worked yeah with the Raiders before they moved over to Vegas, and I worked with the Niners and the, the Giants, actually, for a little bit, too. This was for Cumulus, so they worked for them, you know, as a hub. So I worked for a couple of the teams,
0: too, as well. Okay, okay. And and and, and then you're also working for a nonprofit, and in addition to that, you're doing some content uh creating, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I work
1: in marketing for them, actually. So I do a lot of their content creation as far as, like, their social media presence, of course, um, content that goes out there. Uh, as far as the website, it's um, a lot of, you know, it's, it's it's a great way because the organization does a lot of stuff for, I mean, for the black and brown community in general, but also just giving like mental health resources and being able to not to give access, but also get, you know, give that for myself, you know what I mean? And, right. and those resources for myself has been huge, you know, so I love it. It's beautiful work, man.
0: Mm. So look, man, here, here we are, you know, we got a new president now, you know, um, uh, everybody's talking about these stimulus checks. Yeah, I, so I heard him coming this weekend is <laughs> coming <The> in. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, p- people were talking about how it was going to be such a difference, you know, with the, the presidency and, and things like that. To me, you know, that's just not going to be the issue. It's never going to be the issue. I don't think problems are ever going to get better, regardless of who's in office, um, and at first I did, but I just I just had to come to reality that, hey, we, we're going to have to be the ones making a change. You know, um, I, I, I bring this up because when I heard that clip of um, you and, and Bob McCall, um, you know, you guys were discussing that we need leaders in the black community. And, and, and this is something that has been going on forever. I mean, from jesse jackson to um to i mean barack obama you know to Mm -hmm. even uh dick gregory he ran for president back in the days you know and Mm -hmm. and this is this is all great and danny but you know when i you know when i look at our plight our plight as as a people and things that that we go through there's a lot of good things you know but then there, there are also struggles that we we have and um, you know, off the air, we were talking about like the diet and how our diet is actually changing now as well too. Mm-hmm. But but we, we we turned a lot of negatives into positives, and and I see us going on that upward spiral right now, especially with the internet and how it kind of brings everybody together. Um, yeah. what just what is your whole take on that? Um, I know it's kind of a lot, right, there It's kind of a broad a broad thing, but what are your thoughts on that topic? Um, as far as like. Le- leadership in the black community and things like that <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's uh it's like if you look at a lot of i mean of course like with fbi did a lot of uh, you know i mean what what was done to the black power black panther party specifically into what they were the attempt to done in the black power movement was to like chop the head of the leaders right right and so it's been told in any power organization or whatever you're trying to if you're trying to dismantle something you cut off the head and everything will you know, kind of die off underneath it, right? And so that was the goal for a lot of these organizations when they were dismantling, you know, these things that were, you know, seeing Black people in Black, you know, um power movements, you know, they cut off a lot of leaders, right? And not necessarily just kill them, but necessarily, but also, you know, maybe done put out certain propaganda to turn people against each other, right? Or to kind of misconstrue the movement for other people, right? Who may have supported the movement because there was a lot of white people who supported the Black Panther Party too as well, right? That's right. what made it, you know, transcendent. And if you listen to a lot of the tapes, especially from Fred Hampton, he's not like just, oh, black black power. He's like power to all people. He said power to the yellow people, power to red people, power to white people even. You yeah. know, and so that's the part that a black part of the party that you don't hear, you know? And so for me, it's like, it's cool that we have a lot of leaders now and, you know, like that do have a big voice, you know, like LeBron James, of course, you know, a lot of actors. Um, unfortunately, though, a lot of times it's entertainment, which makes it so people kind of like be, can try to belittle that you know and try to be like oh well they're just like we've heard with uh what's her name laura ingram i don't know don't even want to name her but like what she said to lebron james and like shut up and dribble right Mm. And so they're just like hey you do that we don't you're a basketball player you don't talk about any other stuff right and so that's one thing that's unfortunate that i've seen you know is that people don't take these leaders seriously but you know these they're, they're they're making the change you know they're doing these things but also we can't overlook you know the you know, the strong black businessmen and business women, you know, out there, the lawyers, doctors, you know, those are also leaders, you know, that who are making change and, you know, doing things every day, the teachers, educators, you know, and so um, for me, it's just like knowing, like, really, like coming together almost as a people and being like, this is like, we, for, for us to really grow, we got to really, like, really come together and really put into our leaders and not just look at these leaders as like you know just entertainers or whatever out there but also show to other people that like hey we we can be respected outside of just you know these people who uh you know maybe can dribble a certain way or have like a certain status or whatever i mean we have leaders all over the place we can you know black people making a change all over
0: just like um yourself and even myself these small incremental things that are putting ripples out in the community you know Mm -hmm. um You know, I I, I wanted to ask you this when when it comes to change, um, what do you what what do you think is one of the major things to be a catalyst, like in a positive movement? Do you think it starts with the educational system? Do you think it starts with maybe adding um, um, their therapists in a community where people can actually go and have somebody to talk to for absolutely free and and then maybe that would be a way that people could move forward or would it be something like um the, the diets perhaps in schools you know i i'm from new york originally and mm-hmm. i moved all around um and what i realized is that in a lot of um neighborhoods that i i was in you know uh parish neighborhoods if you will that they didn't have um uh um a good like they didn't have a lot of good foods they didn't have a lot of produce i've been in a lot of different stores and all they had was like processed foods like Mm -hmm. no produce whatsoever you know and i don't know if you know styles p with the locks but uh he's actually Uh, opening up a whole lot of juice bars and a whole lot of hoods just because of that very reason people aren't taking care of themselves but i i I just put that uh, out there but maybe it's not any one of the options maybe it's not education maybe it's not therapists maybe it's not food maybe you have a a different view on on what would be a catalyst Uh, what are your thoughts on that
1: man that's the food thing that you bring up is like is is huge and huge huge for me because i work like like, I, I mean, this is just a representation of the whole country, right? The countrywide issue. But I've worked in Richmond and, and I'm saying this is not just, a, like I said, not just a Richmond wide problem, but like I worked in a community where kids were literally where they had, you know, their option was food when they'll go out and be like, I'm gonna go get something to eat. It's not like, Hey, I'm gonna go to get some, you know, this balanced meal. It's like, they would come back with like a cosmic brownie that's 50 cents, a cookie, bag of cookies. That's a dollar bag of yeah. chips. That's a dollar, a soda. That's 50 cents. And like, there's a reason all those are very cheap, right? Cause they're toxic like chemical like I don't know what it is waste whatever essentially but right um it's sad like this is that was like growing up that's what these kids think is like normal to eat yeah and then it creates a cycle of right of like hey you give this to your kids and it's okay right because it's right down the street so it's got to be good for me if it's right over here right and so um that's a huge thing man that's like I talked about it in the interview right we can there's a clip of it but it's like it's it's a genocide almost through food (laughs) which is like Crazy to me, like that it's like it's how diabolical that is, one, but um also just like how sad it is and really depressing because it's like brainwashed to think that this is okay. You know what I mean? And uh kind of going into like the other part aspect that you talked about was like the mental health side. And like I'm just like just myself, like everyone else included, you know, I've dealt with some issues and have a lot of you know things that I had to deal with. Um but just like full disclosure, I've been talking to the therapist for about two years now. And my life and myself as a person has like drastically changed and like all the questions that I ask about myself and the things that I think about myself and the way I move in the world is completely changed. Mm. And so, like, <laughs> especially if you're black in America, especially black man specifically, I'll say there's no way you cannot have any type of like mental health like resource or something that you rely on because of like the trauma we dealt with, because we find out that trauma can be passed on, you know, what I mean through generations, but like the trauma we've dealt with in past generations. And just like the systems that we're forced to live in every day it's like you can't trust anybody you don't know who to believe you don't know who's on your side like what it's like all these different things that lead to relationship issues you know friend issues with friends issues with your kids in the long run it's like all these things are things that like need to be talked about and need to be handled because it, then it just perpetuates these cycles you know yeah um but that's also like a band aid situation because then we're not talking about the systems that create create it. So people have to get mental health resources, right? So like, eradicating the systems would be the 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 whole goal, right?
0: Let, let me let, let me let me actually talk to you about therapy for a little bit because mm-hmm. I, the first um thing about therapy that really came into my mind was when Jay Z mentioned it on one of his songs in uh four four four. And then Mm -hmm. I heard Common mention it on his latest album. Then I I, I interviewed a lady a couple months ago, a a good friend of mine from back in the days named Mary Griffin, and she owns a community center in Pennsylvania, and she Mm -hmm. actually brought up the idea of having free therapists for people to talk to. So that kind of stuck Mm -hmm. in my in my psyche. Well, Mm -hmm. what is it about therapy that that is really um, like healing and allows you to move it on? Is it just having somebody there to listen? excuse me like like having somebody there just to, to listen or or is it a little bit more than that like like if, if you could just I mean I don't want you to go into your whole entire um session but like yeah if you you could give some key um notes co- drop a couple of juice you know
1: yeah, yeah, yeah um yeah for for me I would say what made it like really um beneficial and I would say um kind of transcend it I would say like I said it kind of make me forced to like ask questions about myself and to get an outside perspective on my life right because it's of course with like your family influence and all these different things it's hard for you to like really sometimes make a judgment on or to like accurately look at things or lo- come from a logical standpoint on your life and how you deal with things because you're seeing it from an emotionally invested standpoint this is you and a lot of people don't like to be self-critical or even like you know reflect on themselves because it sometimes we got negative thoughts and people don't want to be in the negative but you right. gotta go there, right, to grow, and right. um, that's what it was for me. It made me, honestly, like it made me realize that I just hold in a lot of things and I bottle a lot of things up, just like a ton of people do, probably not just black men specifically, but people in it all across the country, of all shades, races, genders. Um, but just say bottle things up, and I'm just like, I'm good. I'm, I'm like, I'm I'm all right. I don't need that. I don't need this. And what that and what that really does, and that there is a fatigue of like being a people pleaser. Of like and do too much like if you do too much for other people you don't do necessarily a lot for yourself you know there is going to be a, like some pushback and some lash back from that so huh. um that was a big thing for me you know was um having that outside perspective and also a big thing was like for me personally was a big thing was i needed to have someone honestly who was like black like for, if i'm gonna be keeping it honest because if i had a therapist who was necessarily a white woman like just say for an example not I don't I don't know. There's probably white women who would be great there for me, right? But like if I'm talking about something that would be my experience and she would necessarily might have not have no clue what I'm talking about, right? Of like coming from the black, black male experience, right? She's gonna be like, you know, she can do something maybe from a, you know, from um, I don't know, I guess the standpoint of like what she's supposed to do and like what's kind of like by the book, but there may necessarily be things she can help me grow within. That I that I relate to you know what I mean as a yeah. black
0: man you know you, you know that that's a that's, that's a really good point and I didn't realize that as well either I've been hearing that a lot from a lot of different people that um, it helps when you have somebody who's in your culture to guide you through these things because they understand the little small uh, uh, things that, that one person just won't understand and just having that 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 relatability if you will uh, it helps a lot with the process <laughs> um it's huge. So, look, i I, I want to hop back just a, a little bit. We were talking about um the Black Black Panther Party and how you know they were talking about um everybody coming together, everybody unity, white people, um Asian people, Latino people, and Black people. And this is something that that Martin King uh, talked about as well too. Like right, right before he was assassin, he started talking about unity. And 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 this is something that. We all talk about it a lot. We need to come together. We need to come together. You know, you and I, T-Y, that's the unity. You know, Queen Latifah yeah. been <laughs> doing it since back in the days. Um, unity is this beautiful thing. You know, when when, when 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 I bring these questions up and I ask people, like, what is it? Why can't we unify? Some people might say, oh, they have forces to divide us or whatever. And then some people will say, oh, that's just a big conspiracy theory or something like that. What is it? Um, what is it that's keeping us apart do you think that it, it, it is like the news medias and maybe foods because that are um affecting our mental or our upbringing like what what is this what is this very thing that's keeping us apart or, or is there some outside force that's wanting us to stay apart because maybe they're afraid that their power would would be you know i don't know non-existent do, do you have any thoughts on that
1: yeah, so you mean like when you say apart, you mean like kind of like the groups of people being part, like segregated? kind Yeah, of, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like instead of one big unified um, uh, force, you, you know?
1: hmm Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's just like America in general and capitalism in general, I'll say, because like, regardless of like, you know, I've seen like compassionate capitalism is a phrase I've seen thrown around a couple of times about, you know, money helping out the community, but regardless capitalism, someone's got to be at the top of the totem pole. Someone's going to be at the bottom of the totem pole where okay. that person is okay with being at the bottom of the totem pole, who knows, you know, but that, that's how it is. And I think, um, in cap- in like, in this country specifically, I think a lot of it's like, I mentioned, I mentioned this in the interview too, it was like playing on people's ignorance. Right. So like hoping that people necessarily may not try to do things to better themselves so they can get out of that bottom totem pole because, you know, they're like, Hey, we need people, to be here so if we feel like i feel like this if people started to gain power in themselves you know started to like feel empowered to do certain things and to want to grow instead of being complacent which they hope a lot of people are and like continue to want to be yeah is that then they can like i said make sweeping changes right and make it so like maybe these billionaires who are taking advantage and getting a ton of money off people there's we have change like sweeping changes to come if enough people you know say something you can have a, a law change right which could you know, severely cut maybe the money that person's going to make, which that person does that, you know, CEO or whatever doesn't want, you know, so I think the power in the people, like, as far as like, why I think that segregation, like, unfortunately, I think it all comes down to money, you know, and just being like, we don't want groups of people gathering and growing because we need people, we want to keep people like, you know, in sections. So if we make it, so they mentally think, or they think that they're down here, they'll, they won't try to uplift themselves, you know what I mean? Mm. So in a, in a, like a kind of pessimistic, you know, kind of this way, I mean, I honestly think that's what it is. Like if you think of the history of this country, like, I mean, why would, like, why wouldn't that make sense? You know?
0: Yeah. Do, do do you have any ideas on what would be a better system? I know we have capitalism, we have socialism, and we have communism, and then maybe a mixture of some. Like I know, for instance, and in, I think Finland, uh, Finland or Sweden, they have like a capital socialist society, so it's a little bit of both. Do, do you do you ha- like do you have any ideas on something completely brand new? Have you, has that thought ever crossed your mind?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's I mean a lot of probably like a lot of millennials because we over here, you know, we try to trying to shake up the system, shake up things, you know, get a little excited, maybe a little too excited sometimes. Um, (laughs) But no, I like, I don't know. Like I'm actually, it's really hard, you know, because capitalism, like I don't like want a ton of money. Right. But I know I need it. Right. And I would, I want it for, I would want, if I would want a ton of money for like my grandkids, right. And security for a lot of things, right. Family, whatever, you know. And so, I don't know. That's kind of like, my thing is just like, I don't know, it's it's really hard because money makes like it does a lot of great things for people. And so for me, like, I can't just be like, Oh, we don't need money. We don't need that. Because like, there's a lot of people who just like lit off the grid and be like, I don't need money. I go right. live in these these mountains for a while. And to me, that sounds very unpleasant. <laughs> like, I don't know about about you. But I mean, to me that is, to no, me- I'm cool. To I'm cool me- with my house in the light electricity, you know?
0: To me, man, that actually sounds like like a uh, heaven on earth.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, see, I don't know. i yeah. like, I don't know. Like, no, like, teach your own, right? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, Depends yeah. Depends how off the grid we're talking, but, um, no, I don't know. It's just like, like, money does a lot of great things for a lot of people, and it provides a lot of security we have in this country, like that we don't have in other countries. Like, we don't have to worry about you know people coming in and literally just like kidnapping. Like, like in some countries, you know, entire schools get kidnapped, right? And then we don't hear about we don't hear about them. Like it's like 200 people just dead. Right. That is that would, if that happened here, it would be a travesty. We would remember forever. Right. That's true. So like that's a, that's money provides a lot of that. Like the foundation of having a lot of money, which provides us a lot of, you know, um, um, in our defense, you know, it makes it so we have a lot of, I guess, physical security, you know? And so that was all based on money. If we didn't have money, we wouldn't be able to pay for all the security, which means we we wouldn't be as safe, which means we wouldn't have as comfortable society everybody loves. Right. So it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really hard because money makes, it does a lot of great, for, great things for people. But at the same time, like I said, it's, if there's a way to just not, if they find a way where it's like not taking advantage, but finding a way to be like, Hey, we know this is going to be great for you. This, like, we know we're providing you opportunity to work but we're not taking advantage of this opportunity to work. We're giving you an opportunity to grow because there's always going to be people like in, in your position to who want to wanna grow, you know? So just more like that. It's like a trade-off instead of being like, Hey, we're going to, we're, we're just taking advantage of it you know what i mean hopefully you're okay with that you know it's mm-hmm. what it feels like a
0: lot of time okay um let's, let's let's actually talk about um this unity thing a little bit more and, and i'm hopping around a lot i hope that oh, you no. you guys uh who are watching can follow as well too um uh, that's just kind of how my brain works sometimes um <laughs> yeah,
1: that's how mine works too so it's perfect awesome awesome <laughs> hey so
0: so when it comes to um um unity uh do you think that that it's too late for America. You know, I look at America. We have 330 people uh, here and in, in, uh, that's been recorded in 2020. And if you look at us in relation to the whole entire world we only make up four percent of the uh, population of the whole entire planet four percent that number is really really small but we have such a huge influence everybody a lot of countries have became americanized we consume a lot our media our dances our trends or whatever they're really contagious yet we have a dark history and of course we know that you know what you put out you have to receive and it seems like a lot of that is um uh, coming back um, right now. You know, of course, we know what happened last year and it's been going on with r- racial things and and whatever. But what I'm seeing more now than ever is um, is uh, um, companies like, so like the black life movement. And of course, there's a double standard with that. But a lot of companies are um, are, are changing the script a little bit. I don't know if you heard about Coca-Cola, how they mm-hmm. told their employees and they wrote it in the handbook that you have to be less white. Uh, um, I forget how they termed it, less white or less whitish, or, or don't act so whitish, something like that. And there are a lot, there's a lot of YouTube videos about it, a lot of articles about it, and a lot of white people aren't happy about it. They, uh, they they say, you know what, let's boycott Coca Cola. Let's actually uh, um, buy Pepsi. I like Pepsi better anyway. Um, you know, I, I let both of my roommates listen to an, a news article. My, my roommates are all white, and I let them listen to a news article. And it has something called the race theory which is going to be taught in um, in public schools uh, from ninth grade all the way up until uh, uh, graduation, 12th grade. And pretty much what it the, the essence of it, it talks about, it talks about if you are white, then you're an oppressor. And if you are not white, then you were, you were. Oppressed, or you know, your your people, your ancestors were oppressed, and and that's and that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Of course, there's a lot more to it, but uh they boarded up, uh, and if nobody, um, if uh, nobody rejected it, then it was going to be put into school systems in March. So I think I think it might. I need to look it up because that was about two months ago. But I think it might. Have passed already, and it might be part of the curriculum now in the school systems, you know. And I and, we, and I have conversations with my roommates uh, quite often about race and things like that. And one one of my roommates happened to say, like, right now it's really, really being it's really tough being uh, uh, white, you know. And, and I'm like, wow, like, okay, mm-hmm. I can, I, I, you know, you, I, I understand because I know how it is to be a black male uh, living in America as you do. So you know, w- w- when it comes to y- y- unity. And it comes to, you know, moving in a forward direction. Is it okay? I mean, there's still a lot of people that are hurt and can't get over it, which is why I talked about therapy and things like that. Do you you really see it being a realistic thing? Of course it's possible, but do you see it being a reality in America or is it too late?
1: I don't want to say it's too late because I like relatively compared to other countries, America is pretty young. You know what I mean? So it's like, I feel like we've, even though we've seen other countries go through their <laughs> racial things and we kind of mirrored it. So it's like, oh, we should have learned from other people. But anyway, um, no, so I think it's really young, you know, so it's there's a lot of growing to do. Um, but more as far as like... That's a really good point, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And, and also, like, like, I, like, because people, I have friends who'd be like, oh, things will never change in this country. You know, those countries are the same. And sometimes I get a little offended by that because I'm like, then you're saying that, not you specifically, you know what right. I mean? But friends saying the same thing that your parents dealt with or my and my parents is the same thing I'm dealing with, which is not even close to being true, right? Mm. And that the, my grandparents, what they dealt with is the same thing I'm dealing with, which is definitely not true, right? That would be offensive to them to be like, hey, all the, you know, all those times where you, you know, where you almost weren't even you weren't allowed to go to school with white people, you know, or we like you weren't even being in the same classroom as that. That's equivalent to what I'm going through. I'm like, that's just dis- like, no, <laughs> that's not, that's not the case, you know what I mean. So, yeah, there's a lot of things going on, but for me to be like, yeah, we did, I, I, my, my parents' experience and my experience is exactly the same. I'm like, no, it's not, you know? And so, um, I think it's definitely happened very, very slowly and way too, like with a lot of resistance. Um, but it can happen. I think it just takes people like accepting reality, you know what I mean? And so like white fragility, that is like really, really real. And like, I like, I think that's like a big thing right now. I don't know if you know, like, uh, as far as like Julian with the sports thing. Have you know? Do you know Julian Edelman? No. T- 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 t-
0: tell me about that a little bit.
1: So, or, or with uh, Myers Leonard. Sorry, this is whole. I mean, um, this is. I mean, some listeners probably may have may not know it, but there's this basketball player. He's kind of a meteor name player. His name is Myers Leonard. He's a white white guy, and he was playing Call of Duty, the video game, the mm-hmm. other day. And he said, I mean, I don't repeat the word, but he said the Jewish slur, like in a game. Like he called someone a Jewish slur, okay.
0: the,
1: the one that starts with a K, right? And so um, he's been suspended from the like suspended from the team and, like indefinitely. You know what I mean? All these all these different things have gone on, right? Which is like it makes sense. He called someone a slur, right? And especially over a video game, it's like, dude, like come on, control yourself, man. Like, um, but a lot of people, which has been like bugging me, and I know a lot of my friends who are Jewish feel the same way. A lot of people are like, oh, people are being soft. Oh, the league's being soft. Or what? what's, what's the problem? It's just video game. Like, what? What have they never played the video game before? They never play Call of Duty. It's like really, like, it's like that's kind of like, in my eyes, it's like, dude, like, really, like, why are you protecting this guy who said a slur? Like, what? What? What defense does he have? Like, over a video game. Like, why are you defending him? Like, what? What does he have to do? Like, I don't know. It was. It was just like. So it was just really sad to see. You know what I mean.
0: Uh, are we are we becoming too soft as a nation i heard that people you know they want to you know kind of the way that r kelly got um what's it called black black ball black yeah, thank black thank yeah, you yeah 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 and and they want to do that with eminem i heard as well too yeah. um, because they're saying that he's being too aggressive you know it's like things are changing and 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 you have to be very very careful what you say even if you are a politician you have to be politically correct you know and um um is do you think that's a healthy direction that we're going in i mean i don't think that people should be using slurs and you know racial slurs and things like that Mm -hmm. um but um i don't know what are your thoughts on that
1: yeah i mean people should definitely be like conscious of what they're saying right and I think people were like, oh, freedom of speech. I was like, freedom of speech, you know, doesn't protect you from getting fired from your job. You know what I mean? It's like, it's for like, I don't think people really understand that when they think say freedom of speech, what that really means. Um, but like, also, I do, sometimes I do think they are getting a little soft, but at the same time, people do need to be held accountable, right? And like this particular instance, like he said some a slur, he said a racial slur, you know what I mean? Right. You gotta hold him accountable, you know? Yeah. Um, but I don't know, it, it, it's... It's also sometimes it can be like for the Eminem example. Like I saw a video of that actually last week and some yeah. girl posted it, but she went back to lyrics that he from a song from like literally like 15 years ago.
0: Okay, right. And so okay. I'm like,
1: I'm like, it's it'd be different if he's coming out music saying this. I was like, but you're gonna go back to someone what they said 15, 20 years ago and be like, hey, this was bad. Like, what is he supposed to like? Like, okay, well, you well, didn't like it.
0: You know what I mean? what's well, too late <laughs> what do you think about donald trump opening up a social media platform you heard anything about that i just heard that today <laughs>
1: oh don't tell me that i've i've no <laughs> he's, he's trying to open he's trying to start something which is a surprise he's like uh, i can't be silent again
0: yeah i'm not sure how uh, much of his rumor or how much of it's actually going to come to uh pass but uh yeah I, I didn't dig too deep into it but i glanced by it today and i was like huh interesting but you know i mean he has the money he has to he definitely you know does he, has, he?
1: Does he have uh, the money well, but you're right about though? that. You're, you're right about that. You're right about that. Well,
0: I mean, everything nowadays is bought off a of debt, and he has his name. Yeah. And and he's president. And he's been a billionaire, so I'm sure he could pull yeah. it off. You know what I mean? Some invisible money make it move around somewhere somehow. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know. You know how yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Hey. Hey. Hey, man. Um. So like that video that you did, and um, I would actually do a post. Um, I showed the viewers It like right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that, that, that video you did, um, um, it was a really cool piece, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, unfortunately I couldn't show them the whole video, maybe only like 30 seconds of it, but I, I want them to definitely go to your, um, 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 your platforms and check it out. But you yeah. were, you weren't in that video, but you were actually the one that was, um, um, uh, I guess organizing it. Like, can you tell me about that a little bit?
1: Yeah. yeah. So I actually shot and edited it. Um, and so i'll give credit yeah to actually so it was the with a pretty uh, popular bay dance group like turf dance okay. group called the turf Turfines. um and so yeah yeah so they're um some people may know about them but they're pretty like they've it's like a generational thing they've been going around since like you know like early down like i think like 90s something like some even before that but like wow. generations just like new dancers you know coming in and like keeping the turf dancing going on scene and okay yeah <laughs> check out the yeah 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 check out the videos like yeah. that one was like one it was like legendary to witness like even being like behind there and seeing it i'm in my head i was just like man this is crazy like seeing this later i'm just like man this is gonna be cool to watch i can't mess up one i was like i can't mess this up because they over here doing their thing you know but um yeah i reached out to them you know the beauty of the internet I reached out to them online i was like hey i mean i was feeling pretty confident in my video skills at the time videography skills and i was like hey I saw a video they posted and i was like hey, it looks pretty good you want another one like I'm I'm here I'll do one for you and they shot me a message back and was like let's do this and then actually shot a couple for him that day and uh you know now how
0: how did that come about did you go to school for um video production or just something you picked up
1: I mean it's I've like I so I interned for this place called Indigo Films in San Rafael for about eight months okay um and so there I did some writing and research and then I got to do I interned as a post-production intern there for about four months so I got beautiful. to know a little of the ins and outs of, I didn't do anything. I mean, I was an intern, so I didn't do anything really crazy. Just logging, been in audio and video. Um, but it gave me a little in and out of like how the structure is. And then later on, I just started doing real amateur work practice. And then uh, actually during quarantine, I bought a camera. Let's see if I can show it. I don't know if people watch this. bought this camera right here. I actually shot the video on this camera. Oh, beautiful. Um,
0: beautiful. Yeah, and, but, uh, and they can definitely yeah, see it. We're going to be on YouTube as well as, as Spotify, so
1: yeah 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 so i'll uh you know it's uh i mean i'll tell it all at the end but yeah it's uh so i you know reached out to them shot the video and uh actually during quarantine this has been something that like i picked up so like i bought it that camera in july okay and um you know this is my first dslr and i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna get good with this i want to learn some you know some like adobe premiere i bought that i was usually worked with avid which is a different video editing program um bought after effects i was like i'm gonna learn how to I'm gonna learn how to make some things look good. <laughs> I want to make some things work. You know, I'm not gonna let my brain turn to mush during quarantine.
0: Right, right. Yeah, it it, it was it was definitely a dope video, man. It looks really, really um professional. I was impressed.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank
0: for, you. For, for sure, for sure. Um, uh, so okay, one one second, one second. Let me just actually. Okay, so um, yeah, so let's actually talk about uh Bill Cosby a little bit um. Mm-hmm. You know, and and before and before we touch this subject, man, you know, those who are watching, I just want to say this, man. Anytime something doesn't go with the narrative, People tend to think that it's a conspiracy theory. You know, if, if, if it doesn't resonate with what the news is saying, with, with what somebody who is maybe uh, has uh, credibility or money, and then all of a sudden, oh, it's a conspiracy theory, it's a conspiracy theory, and, and they don't want to even look at it. They just kind of put their head in the sand like an ostrich. So mm-hmm. I, I'm just inviting, I'm suggesting that people think outside of the box a little bit, and just actually look at all possible angles before passing judgment so quickly. So with that, with that being said, you know Bill Cosby, he's locked in jail. I don't know if he got out. I know Jesse Jackson. Um, I don't know if he's if you have any relation to him. But <laughs> nah, I
1: wish I wish I had his money. Yeah, he right. Send some money over. his
0: home. <laughs> Jesse, Jesse Jackson. He he called for him to um, get out of jail because of COVID nineteen. I don't know if it happened or not, or if they actually denied it but what, what what is your whole take about the bill cosby thing? how do you feel about that do you still consider him american's dad do you still you know like just what's up with that
1: yeah that one is a tough situation um as far as like what happened with him i really like like if, if as far as like drugging women like i gonna put this out there as far as like putting drugs and women's cup like we've heard like all that stuff and doing that completely yeah. wrong definitely like definitely not supported out what do you like, think
0: like he put it in the pudding instead or something like that <laughs> put
1: <and> pop <laughs> yeah no, i like so i think for me my only thing is <laughs> I'm trying to be serious right you make me laugh about this man <laughs> no but uh no for me this i mean this like the my issue is and i'm not defending this of course but um hugh hefner right he mm-hmm. came out i mean of course it the article like came out like the week he died you know probably because the name was trending you know whatever um but they talk about how many women talk about how he did this he was doing the same exact thing right and so how and like the more i reached because i was like i was like this dude who was around like all these women who would obviously are like i'm assuming having sex with him but like who were just like throwing themselves at him all the time scantily clad around the house he has to he's like dragging up why would he have to do that you know so i was curious did a little research and it just seemed like these were kind of like I don't know if you remember Rick Ross like a couple of years ago when he dropped the line, he put, he said, I put Molly on her champagne. Yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. You remember yeah. that? Yeah. So I think it was a similar thing, right? It was just a time to make girls like wilder, right? Or like freakier. And they just, that was just the thing that they did, right? Which I'm not saying it was okay, but that was right. a, a very common thing at the time for like people who partied and like had like a party lifestyle, I think. And so for me in that sense, I'm like, they just, it seemed like he was just like, everybody knew that was a thing, but he was just the one people targeted to be like, Hey, we're like, there's a go. Like he was the one that he's, I don't know. He's, he was the scapegoat, I guess. But, but, I
0: why, but, but, but why do you think, I mean, it wasn't even like it was recent, man. It wasn't even like it was five years ago or 10 years ago. It was something like, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago, ago. Yeah. How, how, how is that possible, man? You know what I mean?
1: It's, I mean, a lot of people say, you know, it's this whole thing about him trying to buy NBC at the time. Yeah. So that was a big thing. That's um, that's, that, as, that's
0: what I was getting at. Yeah. Do you, do, yeah. Do you, do, what, what are your thoughts around that?
1: I mean, I don't know. It like I could see. The timing is weird. It makes no sense to me. And it like I think Janice Dickinson was one who said something, right? Some model actress, and then like they showed a video of her, and she was like, obviously like on something, like some type of drug or like had some issues, and okay. was like talking about how Bill Cosby did, and it was like all these things, and I was like, all right, well, no, like she doesn't seem as credible a source, but um, I'm not saying any like these like these women were assaulted. Like I don't know. Only Bill Cosby and those women know. Maybe they don't even know, but right um it's more just like like you said the timing like like did someone I, I don't know well like why you know but I guess it's the same thing people could say the same thing about uh what's his name the Kavanaugh situation you know as far mm-hmm. as um same time you know because it's some people said it happened in high school when he was like 17 right I don't know how old he is now probably like mid 50s right something like that late early 60s but like 40 years later, he's like, I don't even, he's probably like, I don't even remember that. Or like, I don't even like, what is that? But, you know, obviously it was a big enough deal to that. She remembered it, you know, and, um, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's interesting to say, not saying she was doing it for, you know, timing or anything like, Hey, I don't want him to do this. I'm trying to take advantage of him. I think it was more like, Hey, I don't think he's the person that you think he is in that sense. And with Bill Cosby, I don't know. I I don't know if that's maybe what was going on. Maybe they want him to buy NBC. Maybe they just felt like it was time to talk. I don't
0: know. You know, man, I, I'm just getting tired of it that, you know, we talked about, you know, making changes in the black community and things like that. And we, we do have a lot of great people, man. A lot of people done great things. I mean, look at Donald Trump, man. Donald Trump talked about grabbing people's uh, kitty cats and...
1: I relationship with a porn star yeah Come i on, mean man. i
0: mean we can go we can go on and on about some of these people and the things that they've done but yeah it's this one guy and okay he has this reputation of being a dad we watched his sitcoms but i'm not defending him either but i'm saying that so many other people do so many things and they seem to kind of get away with it scot free um you know um i mean man so many great people that we lost last year man from um kobe to um and um to, i can't remember yeah, his name man. i'm i'm so sorry to Chad do from, from from yeah, black Chad yeah, yeah, yeah thank you thank you yeah and mm-hmm. just so, so so many others man over over the years um you know um and and to get to a status um and then just to kind of have it all crumble down and not really have any assets you know when you when you when you think about this matrix america and and, and how American how America functions and how important it is to be in control of information, how important it is to be in control of education, how important it is to be in control of food. I mean, you have Bill Gates who's buying up farmlands everywhere in America. Not just that, but also in India and other places. I mean, because he who controls the food controls the people. He who controls the information controls the minds of the people. It's why the the media outlets are only controlled by six different people. So so it it makes crazy. It makes me think, you know, it makes me think, you know, like like for instance, Kobe Bryant. I don't know if you guys listening know about this, but I want to put it out there that It was a cartoon that was very similar to South Park and on that cartoon. um, It was it it was um, um, Kobe Bryant did in the plane crash and a helicopter crash. And this happened one year before Kobe Bryant actually passed away. And Kobe Bryant had a case with Big Pharma. Um, because they was using his name, the black mumbo, to sell some type of pharmaceutical products. And he was saying that that name was his name. So once he started to really press the issue, then shortly thereafter, you know, Kobe Bryant, you know, unfortunately isn't here anymore. You know, people might say that's conspiracy theories, but too many things add, add up. And, um, I just want people to think outside of the box, you know, when we take the IQ test, you know, some of the questions that you you actually take in order to pass those questions, you actually literally have to think outside of the box to like connect all the dots. So... Mm -hmm you know we tend to eat from a box get our get our, our media our entertainment from a box we drive in a box we work in a little box of cubicle we we uh um live in a box and then you know we die and get put in a box and our whole entire life's been fighting like boxing and um life's mm-hmm. a circle life's a circle it's the circle of life so um mm-hmm. yeah i really want people to just kind of look at things from that point of view hey um I I, I want to know about you, man. What, what what has gotten you on the path to be such an incredible uh, individual? What what drives you to um, to uh, strive to to take these bounds and leaps to to actually look at yourself and go to therapy to actually uh, want to uh, improve the lives of people? Was it something that happened to you when you was a child or something that you've been um born with what 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 makes Malcolm click is it is it the, the the name Malcolm that you feel like you have to live up to Malcolm X or something like that like talk talk to me
1: that's actually a, I mean not a huge part product but that's actually you know big thing a big motivator for me right is like even just my name and like being like man I want to I don't want my name to be like like, if I'm going to have this person's name, and just the more I learned about him, I was like, kind of how powerful he was. I'm like, if I got the honor of being named after him, because I was named after Malcolm X, but if I have the honor of being named after that dude, like, I got a reputation to hold up. You know mm. what I mean? So it's like, I want to, you know, I, I want to do some great things in this world. Um, so that, I mean, that's as far as the name, but like a bit, you know, a big motivator for me and the biggest, you know, um, like you said, what is like my childhood, you know, which is, you um, pretty trip to think about like if i'm gonna be like opened up a little bit to y'all but like i don't know like for me growing up as a child it was you know it was harder you know what i mean and
0: uh you grew up in the uh, bay a- area or somewhere else yeah, yeah
1: i grew up yeah it's in richmond you richmond. know so as far as like i don't want to be like i don't want to say like living like my parents you know provided a really great um you know life for me and uh you know things like that. But like as far as like combination of like like school, like I hated school doing schoolwork. Like I still to this day believe I have some a learning disability that's gonna diagnose. But I don't know
0: um I, I, be, be, like... before you continue i just want to touch that uh-huh. really quick and i'm gonna say this really quickly mm-hmm. but people think that intelligence is just intellect but there's this guy i don't remember his name but there are over 16 different types of intelligence from body mm-hmm. intelligence to music intelligence or whatever 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 mm-hmm. so so when we think that we are intelligent or we think that we're learning some people just aren't built like that but i i just want mean, to i just want to put that out there but please go ahead and continue
1: no exactly that's i mean that's a great point for real um and yet yeah, so like it was it wasn't more like like i said my my like my parents like I said provided a really great opportunity i grew up in a home which i know a ton of people who grew up in apartments and like jumping from apartments to apartment so that's a blessing that i grew up in one home was raised in one home you know what i mean mm. um but for more like like for me like i said i hated school like i like i it was really a struggle for me for being in the classroom like i had a ton of behavior issues like no teacher was one to deal with me like i did get bullied at times a lot of school like a lot of times growing up so it was like school and just like Things like it was just like school just wasn't a good atmosphere for me for a number of reasons. Right. And it made me not even care about learning and like growing as a person almost for a really long time, you know, and um, like it honestly made it to a point where I felt like I was like cursed, honestly. Like I would I would think that like I honestly thought that so many negative things were happening in my life. I was like, damn, what did I do in a past life that like something that I do in a past life, make it so I'm just good things are never going to happen to me. Like I genuinely thought that for a long period. And mm. it was like, no, I was like, what are the things? Like, look at the things you're doing in your life. Are you setting yourself up that's gonna, like, are you planting bad seeds and then hoping for a beautiful flower to grow? Or are you planting good seeds in there and watering it daily and making and checking on those seeds and making sure it's good? And that's when you are growing something good, right? So I'm I you- it in myself, you know?
0: I- I know you said you hated school and I didn't really like school either. I was homeschooled a, a good part of my life. I don't know if you know that, but uh, did you, did you still read a lot of, of books where there are certain people that you were drawn to like um, people that you had as a role model?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. So all my role models, actually, when I was younger, it was my you know family, my dad and grandpa, of course, but really like athletes sports were like the one Avenue that I had. It was like, I felt like my re- like release or kind of like, was something where I felt like, it was where I belonged you know what I mean so okay. that was a big thing for me you know growing up playing sports and I grew up in a sports family uh, my dad you know played a lot of you know basketball growing up my aunt has a lot of track records at school my uncle played in the NFL for a while so it was like we all like have like a lot of athletics in my family and I played like five sports growing up so it's like I have like You're a fine. ton of um, you know it has been a huge thing for me um, but yeah just getting back to like the motivator it was like being like I want to see something different happen in my life you know what I mean and like, I like want all these great things to happen. And so I'm gonna, like, keep working, you know, working my tail off, you know, until it happens, right. Until I see some change, you know, then mm-hmm. I went to the JC for the first time. And then I had the first internship, right. Called in, I, I had cage Cumulus Media was the first one I got. I called in, I was looking at the phone, but I was like, I'm just going to call them, see what they say. Talk to the assistant. They send me to someone else and they send me to someone else and I end up getting an internship. And so after the internship. I was like, wow that was pretty easy and I, I feel like I do really good here. I'm doing really good work. So motivated to do the next thing, motivated the next thing and all these great things started to happen. And then like, it came to the point where even now like people will come at me like, when you say like I'm an incre- incredible, amazing individual, like that, like still to me, I'm looking, i like, like, wow, people really think I'm doing these great things. But it's like, I have to acknowledge and like give some self-love to myself that I did put in a lot of work, you know? And I am doing a lot of things for these good things to come out, you know? And that right. like, I built that foundation but it really took me like having that negativity and having that like really low point where I feel like, man, I'm not getting anything out of life right now. Like so life is like, I'm not happy at all. Right. And, and what do I want to do? What do I want to get out of life? That's what something I have to ask myself. And then I just made those things happen. And then, you know, that was that was the turning point you know?
0: You you, you know you you bring up a good pain the negativity um, a good point you bring up the, the negativity and and i i look at it like this <clears throat> um and this is kind of when things started to change for myself as well too when you look at a business and you want to see how good a business is doing the first thing you would say is let me see your PL, let me see mm-hmm. your profit and loss statement and mm-hmm. and when people aren't doing too good you know it's the pnl it's it's the pain and the love what pain do you have in your life and what do you love and if you can take that pain and then and and then use that pain as a catalyst because you love something so much um that's when change happens and that's when permanent change happens Uh, um does that resonate with you is that something that kind of like and I know it might seem kind of abstract but in a nutshell would you say that that's kind of what you did
1: yeah yeah for sure and it's like even in retrospect like even as a black man, I was like, when I move around the world, or like I'm not just moving as like Malcolm Jackson, right? Because not everybody, fortunately, sees me. Like a lot of times, especially as a black man, they'll be like, one action that you could do could represent a, a ton of other people, right? Because that's unfortunately the the burden that they've put on black men in this country. So like, not that I'm being like I'm acting this facade or whatever someone else, but I'm like, I'm gonna put on this image so when they all the negative stereotypes that they think of black men, they're not gonna see it right here, right? Yeah. They're not gonna they they can. They may find it over there around the corner, but they're not going to see it right here. And so like, even just like, because people say one person doesn't make a change, like a huge change. And that's like a lie, right? Because all it could take is like one person, like who has maybe some negative racist thoughts about, you know, black, brown people, whoever. And they right. can have one good interaction with me and be like, hmm, maybe I am thinking, maybe I like thinking a different way, you know, things should think differently. Um, But more just like to get in your point, I answer your question, but like the pain part, you know, really seeing the pain of like, not only just like, what my family went through and just hearing like you know ancestors and what the, you know what they've done to make it so i can be here and be able to have these opportunities to get these internships and do all these things i'm like i want to keep like i want to keep paying it forward you know for the next generation so they can be for it's even easier for the next generation to succeed you know what i mean so hearing that pain is what makes me want to give and be the best individual i can to be able to be the show up for everyone else you know
0: so 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 beautiful i'm gonna ask you a couple more questions and i do appreciate your time we're gonna wrap it up soon if um if, if i just want to say this before i forget but if people wanted to look at some of your content they kind of wanted to subscribe to um and follow you and things of that nature what are some platforms that they could reach you at and um also i'll post it down at the bottom
1: cool appreciate you um yeah, so I'm on uh, Instagram and Twitter too. I don't really post on Twitter. I post it every once in a while. If you go in there, you might not see that much. But Instagram is really my uh, main source. I'm an M Jackson 510. Um as far as like all my content, and then, uh, um, so I, you know, I've done some writing as well, um, interviews, the podcast that I posted. Um, that's all gonna be on my website, and that's malcolmjjackson.com. Okay. So it's Malcolm, uh the extra J in the middle before Jackson's my for my middle initial. Um, so if you check that out actually through the full um, the video I did with the group I was talking about Turfines, so that you can see the full video there I actually have another video I'm working on with them or I've done already we're figuring out the release date for it um, so that'll be on there soon but that in the interview that we mentioned earlier is in there so it's only about 30 minutes hopefully y'all take the time to check it out because it was really cool to do so
0: awesome awesome well, what are, what are some things that you're looking forward to in 2021
1: so the first thing that comes to my mind is making money off my creative thoughts. So that's the biggest thing. It's like, I've gotten the confidence and gained the skills a lot in 2020 and even beginning of 2021. I was like, now's the time for me to like, you know, strike and really be like, I want to invest in myself. Like no matter what, if 20, like you mentioned before, 2020 taught us anything. It's like, expect the unexpected. We don't know. And so to not get too complacent. So for me, I'm just like, Hey, there's no reason to procrastinate. Just do this, you know?
0: what do you think? Of, what do you think about cryptocurrency? Bitcoin? Have, have you been looking into that? Those I can, coin. I can personally, I can personally say, and people who follow my content, they know that I'm pretty bullish on it, but mm-hmm. it has been, um, really, uh, lucrative for me mm-hmm. to, to say the least.
1: Yeah. I've never, like I've, I've tapped in it with a little bit, not really anything with cryptocurrency specifically. Okay. I've been on Robinhood a little bit, but I did invest in a little bit. I mean, this was like a month ago when you know AMC, GameStop thing was going crazy. But Dogecoin was another. Um, I don't know if you heard of them. That was another I, one. I've awesome. heard
0: of Dogecoin. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So they were going up pretty crazy for a while. So I invested something in them, and they, you know, made some money off that. And it's kind of plateauing a little bit. But I don't know. I never really got too too
0: serious into it. Okay. I might have to send you some information. It's it's good stuff.
1: Send me some anything about making money or more money. Like, please do. Because I'm all I'm all about, you know, saving it, making it, you know, yeah, the wealth, doing whatever.
0: Save it, make it, grow it, you know, exactly.
1: And then put it back out. That's what I'm trying to do. I got enough where I can enough where I can sit on it and be like, OK, I'm cool with this. And then <laughs> could be like, all right, this is back out to, you know, to the people with communities, all that. So
0: beautiful, beautiful. Hey, man, I just really want to say that um I appreciate you. I hope you have a great day, a great night, a great week, a great month, a great year and a great life. My name is Jonathan. Thanks for tuning in to Seven Circles. Until next time. Peace. Appreciate you, man. (laughs) Appreciate you.